We're going to read our scriptures in two parts. And as we prepare to do that, let us go to the Lord in prayer, praying for God's illuminating grace. Holy God, we've heard this story many, many times. Mary and Joseph, the angels, the shepherds. But tonight we want to hear it like it's the very first time. So Holy God, move among us, circle back, draw near. Crack open our hearts and fill them with your goodness. Help us to hear with curiosity, joy, and hope what it is you are saying to us. Come be here with us and draw us to you. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. We begin in the, the Gospel of Luke in the second chapter. We will be reading verses one through seven. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue our reading of the birth of the light of the world with chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returning, returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks 
be to God. It was the biggest event of the year in that small town. The annual Christmas pageant starring the the people of that little town. When it came time to cast the various parts, every parent wanted their son or their daughter to be included. On addition day, it didn't take long to match up every part with just the right person. But then there was Benjamin. The little guy really wanted a part. Because of his learning challenges, the directors kept passing him over. But Benjamin kept popping up again and again, wanting a part. Finally, the directors gave in and gave him what they judged to be a a no-risk part, the innkeeper. The innkeeper, all it has to do is go to the door and, and tell Mary and Joseph that the inn is full. It's a part that only had one simple line. Little did they know that the stage was now set for the most memorable Christmas pageant that had ever been seen in that town. The night of the pageant, you had to get there early to get a seat. Backstage, the shepherds were putting on their bathrobes and the angels were adjusting their halos. I don't know, you might have seen Pastor Gian adjust her halo. I'm sorry, Angel Gian. And everyone was reviewing their lines. The directors were going over Benjamin's line with him one last time. Remember, Benjamin, I'm sorry, we have no room. Slowly but surely, Benjamin repeated the line. The men of the church had built a stage that portrayed Bethlehem in the background, a manger on the right and the end on the left. And as Act 1 neared its completion, a, a weary Mary and Joseph trudged up to the end door desperately looking for shelter. Joseph knocked on the door, but nothing happened. The front rows could hear the director backstage whispering, Now, Benjamin! The set then began to shake as Benjamin struggled to get the innkeeper, the inn door open. And then standing there in his bathrobe, Benjamin listened as Joseph begged, for a room for his pregnant wife. Benjamin said nothing. Again came a backstage whisper. I'm sorry, we have no room. After a long pause, finally, Benjamin struggled through his line. I'm sorry, we have no room. And then slowly, the door began to close. As Mary and Joseph began to turn away, suddenly the set began to shake once again as Benjamin again began to open the door. Before the stunned director could get to him, Benjamin opened the door and ran after the departing Mary and Joseph. And loud enough for the whole gathering to hear, Benjamin shouted, Wait, wait! You can have my room. Little Benjamin understands exactly what Christmas means. 
Benjamin understands that the story of Christmas is a divine invitation, and he didn't want to miss out on accepting that invitation. Luke tells us that there was no place for them in the end. But Benjamin understood that when the Son of God comes knocking at your door, you have to make room for him. Mary and Joseph, they journeyed to Bethlehem to fulfill their civic duty. Displaced from their home, and they journeyed to fulfill the decree of Emperor Augustus that everyone in the empire should be counted for the census. But that wasn't an invitation. That was an order. And when Joseph and Mary arrive in Bethlehem, there's no room for them in the end. Although the town is full of people, there was no room for them at the end. But someone, someone offered an unexpected space, made holy room for baby Jesus in his birth. When the time came for Mary to give birth, space is offered and a humble home is found. A place is made in the stable among the animals, and a feeding trough becomes the bed of the Savior of the world. Before the night is over, the place would receive even more unexpected guests. Shepherds would come, and they would soon arrive, and they would find the child lying in the manger just as they had been told. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed. What a gathering it was. Where two were invited, there was room made for many more. Others were welcomed into share in the blessing of the good news of great joy for all people. The Christmas story is full of invitations. Mary is invited to carry Jesus into the world. Joseph is invited to father him. Elizabeth is invited to foster safety and joy for Mary. Zechariah is invited to prophesy and to sing. John the Baptist invites the crowds to repent and to change their lives. The shepherds are invited to behold, and the magi, they are invited to make the journey. In many ways, Jesus is born without an invitation. And yet he devotes his life to inviting people to come to him, to make a way that we might come into his presence and have a relationship with him, particularly those that are marginalized and cast out. In the same way, the story of Christmas is God's invitation to be welcomed home, you and I, to be welcomed home despite all the barriers that we might build. So how do we respond to God's gracious invitation? In his Christmas carol, which we sang earlier, William Dix asked this question. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. 
And he answers the question, doesn't he, in his refrain. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. The story of Christmas reminds us of the ways that God welcomes us home. The angel's message is clear. The birth of Jesus is good news of great joy for all people. This babe, the son of Mary, was and is the son of God and the king of kings. But he wasn't born into royalty. There's no fancy castle or crown. He was born in a stable and laid in a manger. There were no royal attendants, attendants, just shepherds and stargazers from the east. There were no royal robes, just swaddling clothes. Yet he is Christ the King, Emmanuel, God with us. He came for us as one of us, to deliver us and to invite us home. That's, that's what makes this night so holy. Now more than ever, we need to recognize the power of Jesus in this world to change and to heal, to renew and to save. There was no end, no room in the end that night, but there is more than enough room in your heart and in mine for him. Mary, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Joseph, John the Baptist, the shepherds, the magi, but also you and I are invited to receive and to respond in faith to the invitation to come, to come and follow him. He is the Christ. God's anointed one, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you are invited to trust Jesus and let him renew and guide your life. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Amen.